Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Super Bowl 58 was tied at 19 after 60 minutes of regulation. Fred Warner of the 49ers and Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs met at midfield for the coin toss. The 49ers won. The 49ers elected to take the ball. They elected to receive. Because you're now guaranteed a second possession, no matter what happens with that first possession in playoff overtime, it's a more complicated decision than anyone has ever faced, and this was the first time anyone had to face it. Here is Kyle Shanahan after the game on why the 49ers made the decision to take the ball first in overtime. Uh, this is something we talked about with, you know, that none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it would be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal. And if, if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. It's not an easy decision. It's not at the all. The choices are simple, though. Right. You receive or you kick. Yes. Now, if you're going to kick, it's important to defer. Right. Here's why. There could be a second half to overtime. Right. After that first 30 minutes, 15 and 15, they have a little break. Yeah. And then they kick off again. So if you choose to kick, if the Chiefs had won and said, we'll kick, the 49ers would have had, if it had gotten there, right. who knows? Go, I mean, we'll receive again. But they, they get it twice. Right. And it's clearly sudden death by the time we get to what would yeah. be the third, third quarter, quarter of, of overtime. overtime. Right. So you want to defer if you're going to kick. Yep. And then they choose. Right. Now, now, yeah, they choose. Well, let, let, me, let me correct myself on this. If you defer, the other team could they could kick. They could say kick. They yeah. could kick. They're like, they we're can. not going to play 30 minutes of overtime. Right. There's never been a, a game in the history of the league that's lasted right. 30 minutes of overtime. Right. We'll deal with that if we get to that point. Right. We're still kicking. So it still comes down to do you want to kick? You defer, the other team might kick. Right. And the question is this, and this is why I would kick. 
This is why I would kick. And I set it up in the booth, and yeah. I tweeted it in real time. Yep. If you receive, you're playing three-down football. Yeah, that's right. If you get the second possession right. after the team that got the ball first scores, you're playing four-down football, at least until you get into field goal range. Right. For the Chiefs, it changed once they got into field goal range. Then it's back to three-down football. What are you going to do? And it would have gotten interesting. Let's say you're facing fourth and goal from right. the three. Right. Do you tie the game and make it sudden death, or do you go for the win? If you score a touchdown, if the 49ers had scored a touchdown and gotten a one-point extra point, and they're up seven, do you just go for two if you score and avoid that sudden death? Because we know from years and years and years of sudden death overtime, 67% is the success rate when you kick off in sudden death. Right. So if Kyle got what he was envisioning, that third possession, two out of three times you win if you get to that point. And that's what he was playing for. He was playing for that point. But I think it's more complicated than that. He said we went through all the analytics. I don't think you went through all of them if your number one factor was I want the third possession because I think there's a lot more to it than just I want the third possession. There is. There is a lot more to it. It's a tough one, like you said. It is. You know, I, I think there's, there's, hey, the angle you talked about, which, of course, we know is very real. The third possession thing's real as well. The game, the way, I'm not going to sit here again and go, ooh, I think this is totally wrong and egregious. I certainly think it's something we talk about. You know, I, I think it's fair to say you think it's wrong. I get it. You know, there's a part of me, too, that, that goes that way. But I also look at it and go, all right, wait, is there some justifying, justification thoughts here to why you would do that? And I think there is. One, the game had been a lot of field goals. So you're going, all right, we kick a field goal, they kick a field goal, we kick a field goal, game over, right? That's the way the game was kind of playing out. So I think that's where the third possession thing comes into play a little for Shanahan, right, Mike? He's going, wait, we just kicked a field goal, they just kicked a field goal. I mean, so our defense has done pretty good the whole day, keeping them out of the end zone. I'll play that angle. So that's the first thing I would say. Second thing I would say is this, to just play devil's advocate for point of conversation here. Devil's doing fine on his own. Devil's doing fine on his own. You're right. He's killing it right Especially now in the here. world. He's Especially here. Every, oh, damn. He killed me. Sin this City. Guy. Yep. He's just, <laughs> he made me do lots of bad things. But but I go. Wait, wait, let me just yeah, say one thing. Right. Uh, the hotel that we moved to yeah. after we left Mandalay Bay. Right. And I'm not going to get any free advertising to yeah. it. It smells the way I think heaven would smell wow. everywhere you go. Right. It's incredible. Wow. Anyway, we're thinking heaven, hell. Yeah. Because the other place kind of smells a little right. like hell right. in the casino. Right. A little bit. I, I, I grew to like it, though. Yeah. But this other place smells like hell. Yeah, heaven. see, when I'm, I'm in Vegas, ahead. I like the smell of hell a little bit. <laughs> I like it. I, I do. I'm right, I interrupted like a, you. No. Uh, devil's advocate. But here, devil's advocate is this, too. Right? You just saw Mahomes and them get hot. Right? They just went down the field and almost scored a touchdown at the end of regulation. So here you are, Shanahan, going, man, do I want to give them the – my defense was just on the field for a pretty long drive for them to go down and, and get that, right? Do I want to now kick the ball back, quarterback seems like he's kind of hot, put my defense who's tired anyways back on the field, and now – Oh, they marched down and scored a touchdown, and now we got the pressure of, oh, no, Brock Purdy's got to score a touchdown to tie Patrick Mahomes. And then I do think there's that element, again, where the analytics aren't going to say that, but knowing people, the pressure, the moment, where 
I can imagine, and I don't know this yet, I haven't talked to my buddy, I would think that's part of the equation as well, what you're thinking about right there. And, and here's the reality. There right. are no practical analytics because it hasn't happened before. No. They're just theoretical analytics, right. and it's about sitting around and brainstorming all the different ways it could play out. And you make a good point. And look, the argument I got on social media when I said they should have kicked yeah. was the defense is gassed. Kyle didn't say that. Kyle apparently decided ahead of time this is this what, is what we're going to, to do. do. If if we go to overtime, we get these new rules, we win the coin toss, we're going to take the ball. So, yeah, look, I agree with you. It's a decision that needs to be made in the moment based upon everything that's gone on in the game. It right. can't be a prepackaged, this is what we always do. You we're know, coming Kyle, to the game like this. Kyle right. always defers if he wins the toss to start the game because he wants to set up the double score yeah. possession at the end of the half possession to start the third quarter that's universal sure unless you're dealing with some completely unusual circumstance right. like the giants vikings playoff game from 93 when you choose to kick yeah because of the wind right you, the wind is so bad you want to be kicking with it and then they punt into it but for this i think it's a living breathing thing with the decision that needs to be made based upon all the available factors at the time and i like the argument of it's been field goal fest it was it was the most field goals ever in a Super Bowl, seven. So drives are petering out. They're kicking field goals. We get a field goal. They get a field goal. We get a We back. win the game on Sunday. That's what that. I mean. It's and not, it almost happened that way. That's, that's what I mean. It's not crazy. That's where I, I listen. I know we're all going to second guess Shanahan and those type of things, but the flow of the game had showed us that. Now, you know, listen, I know the counter arguments. Ooh, it's Mahomes and he's getting high and you don't know. And I understand that. I mean, we can get into. You know, even to the fact that overtime, do you kick the field goal there? That was, I think, a legitimate question, too. I know there was people in the stands going, I think you'd go for the touchdown right here because it's Mahomes. But, no, I, I have no problem with how the game's managed. Of course they lost, so the game is going to – we're all going to second-guess Shanahan. I understand the aspect of, yeah, they kicked the field goal, and now it gives Mahomes fourth down, right, until they get in their territory, and then they got to kind of play it by by the book again. And that is an advantage to the Chiefs, but I think we've pointed out some other areas that, you know, why you wouldn't make that decision and where the game led them to that decision. And, again, I don't know if this was a preconceived thought before the game or if he felt this in the moment, this was the right thing to do. But either way, that's what they did. And, of course, it came back to bite him. It the sounded butt. pre-baked. Yeah. It sounded right. like that's what they had planned to right. do. That They went through the analytics and they decided, we want the third possession. That's our key factor. But I think – and this is the thing that we always push back against when it comes to analytics. You have to make your decision based upon all your knowledge, skill, and experience as a coach in that moment. Yep. What's going on right. in this moment? Right. What's my assessment of this game? Is this a field goal game? Is this a touchdown game? You know, the Bills Chiefs game. Right. That sparked this overtime change. It was a touchdown game. That's right. Late. It was right. touchdown fest 2022 up and down the field. And we all knew the Chiefs were going to score a touchdown. Right. Devin McCourty told us about the overtime game in 51 when they won the coin toss. We're winning the game because yep. we're going to drive down and score because they know what that offense has been doing. So I think one of the factors is what is our offense doing? What is their offense doing? And I, look at it this way. You mentioned fourth down, the fourth down mentality, playing three down football versus four down football. If the 49ers had encountered fourth and one from their own 34 on that opening drive, are they going for it on their own 34? Mahomes had to. Right. Mahomes had no choice. Right. 
What would the 49ers have done there? They would have punted it. And yeah, because if you if you miss it there, you've handed the game to the other team. You it's have over. handed the game to the other team. Right. It's over at that point. So yeah, I mean, again, I know that changes the the dynamic certainly, but I think the big thing is is other than a short field touchdown after you know a ball a punt going off someone's foot, we saw 13 10. 13, 13, 16, 13, 16, 16, 19, 16, 19, 19, 22, 22, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, 22, 19, whatever. So the game was going that way. And again, that's where for all the people out there that are wanting just to absolutely crap all over Kyle Shanahan, I will fight back with that right there to just go, wait, it's not that like guaranteed that you should just, you know, kick the ball off and overtime and do that. There were some other aspects here that I certainly think you can make that argument. Uh, and I think it's an interesting discussion altogether that, you know, who knows when the next time we'll have to talk about it again. It's a complicated right. decision right. that no one had ever been required right. to make before. Right. There were, and I lose track now, there were 13 postseason games in 2022. It didn't happen once. And now 13 games in 2023 and in the last one. So we've had 26 postseason games with these rules and it happened. And the next time it happens, that will be one of the factors. And that will be the talking point as teams prepare for it. Well, look at what the 49ers did. And the stuff we're talking about right now, I think, is exactly the kind of brainstorming that happens in team meeting rooms in the offseason as they plan for next year. And it's just a new wrinkle. And we now have seen it in action. And these are all the things you got to consider. Is it a field goal game? Is it a touchdown game? Who's my quarterback? Who's their quarterback? How do I feel about a short yardage play if I get in a short yardage situation and I have to go for it on fourth down because I'm going to have to. I can choose to if I have the ball first. I'm going to have to if I have the ball second. How do we feel about that? There's a lot that goes into it. And the Chiefs had pre-baked their decision that they were going to they were going to kick. Yeah. So I, I think the mistake both teams made is they came up with their approach without regard to the game. Yeah. To the game. Right. And how it felt right. when you get to that. Right. And I think yeah. that that's the mistake. And I think that's the lesson for every other team and for the two teams that were in last night's game. Don't make your final decision until you've played the first 60 minutes of the game. Yeah, that's right. You got to take that into account. You know, and I don't know, maybe the part of the reason, too, is, you know, maybe Shanahan saw his Fal- the Falcons team, which was Dan Quinn's team. Again, I'd like to remind everybody that for the 27th time this week, because people still talk about it last night, like it was Shanahan coaching the Falcons. But, yeah, you know, he experienced that game and said, wait, Brady, end of regulation. My field was on the team along. The defense was on the field a long time. Wait, they got the ball to start overtime. My de- the defense is on the field again, and he saw that effect. I don't know. Maybe that went into the mindset of going into that way, going into the game that way, anyways. Yeah. That because he still could have changed his plans. Yeah, he's, he's still, still going to change his plans. plans. No if anything, the way the game went reinforced his decision to take the ball. It did. Yeah, it did. It did. So I know it's a tough one. And again, that's where I get into my buddy Shanahan being cursed a little right now. And I feel for him. And like, I shed a, I shed a tear for him after the game. I was really hurt. You know, that's a tough way to lose the football game. And then not only to have all this pressure on you to be faced, even with that decision that nobody's ever been faced with in the history of football or the Super Bowl. And here you are in this big moment against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. you got to make the decision and you make a decision. And of course it doesn't work out your way. And now everybody dissects how your decision was wrong for a full offseason 
And, you know, that's where I, that's where I hurt for Shanahan. Andy Reid was able to think straight last night, even though he got jostled in the first half by Damn, tight end Travis protocol. <laughs> good Lord. That was, look at this. That is something. He comes over and he bumps the big man and almost puts him down on the ground. He's got a couple of new knees in those legs. Kelsey was mad because he wasn't on the field. Kelsey was like, he was looking like Jason there. I mean, he was, he had the eyebrows going and the he was, beard. And hey, he was they were pissed. frustrated early. Yeah. Well, they were frustrated the whole I'm, first half. They had a long time to settle it down in the second half, and I'd love to know what all went on in that locker room during that Usher show that seemed to take forever to set up. And I felt like the second half came around a lot later than it usually does, but they were out of sorts in the first half. Oh, you they really were. It. You could see it. I was, you know, sitting on this side of the Chiefs bench. You could tell every time the offense came out, there was head shaking. There was, you know hey, we're going to be okay. I could see Mahomes over there trying to keep spirits up, right? But they had no answers early on. And, you know, it wasn't getting a ton of pressure. He was doing okay there, but there was nobody open downfield. And then we're, we expect, oh, Mahomes will make magic and he'll find somebody. But the 49ers covered well. And Nick Bosa was around a lot. Hey, he's one guy on the 49ers defense that definitely popped a lot yesterday. Nick Bosa was around run game, pass game, whatever. But here's what I... I Chase mean, Young sighting last night, too, by too. the way. Yeah, yeah, he had a few plays, no doubt about it. The, the, the other thing, too, that you know, this is what I love about the Chiefs, and this is, again, to me, why they're different than any dynasty we've ever seen, right? I think I've said, I think the Cowboys of the 90s are maybe the only thing I've, that are similar, where it's just like, we're the biggest show in town, we love it, stars, pressure, cash, money, whatever, bring it on. They love it. And that's unusual because usually we see dynasties like the Pittsburgh Steelers of the 70s do it by the book and the Patriots do it by the book and Bill Walsh is a mastermind and they do it by the book. The Chiefs. Is that Phil doing John That Facenda? was John Facenda, yeah. right. That was, uh, that I can't was get you Phil out of me all John the Facenda. way. I mean, Phil's in me, all right, part of me, so I can't get him out of there. All the way. Yeah. But, but my point to it is their individuality is awesome, but it never goes overboard to trump the rest of the football team. And the fact that they're such psychos that he can hit Andy Reid like that, what I love, play the replay again, guys, if you can. Andy doesn't even care. He literally almost gets knocked over, and he's just like, oh, oh, it's psycho Kelsey yelling at me? Yeah, don't worry, we'll be okay. And he, like, pats him on the arm. It wasn't like anybody was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he did that to the head coach, right? And, you know, I mean, again, I don't know if we can play it one well, more time, it's about, guys. It's about but taking yeah. the steam out of a situation that could have boiled over. You know, sometimes you don't no. fight the guy back. Right. And he knows his guy. I'm sure Andy Reid probably wasn't thrilled with it, but right. the reality is. Look at him. He's like, I almost fell. And he's like, oh, it's you. You're Yeah, you're a psycho. Okay, yeah, we'll get you the ball. <laughs> Andy Reid told Peter King after the game that, that he loves that Kelsey was that fired up about getting out there to play. Yeah. And and also that he stumbled because he's not a very good athlete. That's what he said. Here's Reed after the game talking to reporters about Travis Kelsey getting in Big Red's face. They're passionate players, man, and I love that. And even if they chest bump me to the other side of the 50, I mean, I've, I appreciate it. I just love that the guy wants to play and wants to be in there playing. And he knows I love that. So he makes me feel young. <laughs> yeah, he caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. He, cheap shot, but that's all right. He did good. <laughs> um, he was really coming over just to go, just put me in. I'll score. I'll score. You know, so that's really what it was. Well, I love that. I mean, it's not the first time. So, I listen, I appreciate him. <laughs> 
And look, Kelsey not, woke up. It's not the first time the, the player has physically disrespected yeah. me on the field. Well, well, we saw it in the Ravens game. Know, he had the, the, whatever Chris Jones was doing. And then last night, I don't know what Chris Jones and Andy Reid were doing on the field, but uh, it's called celebrating a Super Bowl it win. Is. Um, All rules go out the window. That's right. Kelsey had one catch for one yard in the first half. In the second half in overtime, he had eight for 92. He had that catch near the goal line where I thought he was just going to bull his way in. Right. Bull his way in. And when they were facing that fourth down and one, I thought, line it up like you're going to run it. Play action. Flip it to Kelsey and let him just go. Remember that game against the Chargers where he just kind of like, how is this guy running through all these people, but he just keeps going and he just keeps going? I thought that would have been the play, although the play, hey. Yeah, the play was great. The play play they called, that was beautiful. And it gave Mahomes multiple options. That's always the key. Right. You keep the ball in the quarterback's hands in moments like that because then he can run, he can throw, he can throw here, he can throw there, he can do this, he can do that. You don't commit like they did. On they had that they learned short on a few, earlier, right? Where they, where they learned called their the timeout. Right. They called the timeout right. early in the second half. They still wasted ran it up the middle, timeout. Right? They came out and they ran it up the middle. Right. And they went nowhere, and it was clearly going to be a run. Right. It was clearly going to be a run, and that's what we think. Maybe they're setting it up for later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do it later. You make yeah. the handoff, Kelsey, right. and then there he goes. Right. But, uh, yeah. It's no. Still I working. think your thoughts right though. Yeah. You know, they had enough of that. They saw running up the middle wasn't going to be easy against this crew the whole day. Get your guy on the edge, a little creative motion, the way they do it, play action fast, and uh, or you know, a little boot to the right. And, and of course, yeah, now Bosa crashes down the line of scrimmage because he chases the run, chases Pacheco, and they come out on the other edge, and it's like, oh, wait, you're one guy short. Yeah, you could cover him, but now you got no guy for me. And that's where Mahomes is awesome. And of course, he just runs with it first down. And that's where I think the moment of that drive where you went. You no, know, not only did they get the first down, he ripped off what a 15 yard run almost, and you went, uh oh, here they go, right? And it just started to become surgical right after that. And Mahomes knew what the consequence would have been if the ball had gone back to the 49ers in a sudden death setting. He wasn't going to let them get the right. ball back. Right. That goes back to what we were talking about earlier to put the pin on that point. Yeah. I understand factor. the theory right. of getting the third possession. Right. Mahomes isn't going to let you get the that's third the factor. possession. That's, that's, this is the Mahomes factor. Yeah. And I think, you know, despite the game and whatever else, I think we're getting to a point where you start to go, well, it's this moment, and I got to basically do and make a decision here all on, I, I don't want to see this guy make magic. Yeah. He's, he's gotten to that point, and I think you're right. That's probably, you know, the end of that discussion and kind of does button it up. And there's no good alternative no you give him the ball first he's gonna score right so then you have to go out there and 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 that would be the argument to let him go ahead and score first because it's your chance for purdy Purdy. chance for purdy to to show what he can do all right right. we're going to take a deeper dive into the legacy of patrick mahomes based upon six years as a starting quarterback and more accomplishments than we've ever seen from a guy this early in his career we'll do that next year on pft live around any corner within every battle and with the dawn of each new day The threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines.
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I mean, he's one of the best coaches of all time. I believe he's the best coach of all time. I mean, I know he doesn't have the trophies yet, and I have a lot of respect for some of those great coaches. Um, but the way he's able to navigate every single team he has, um, continue to have success no matter where he's at. Um, and for me, he brings out the best of me because he lets me be me. I think that's that's important is he doesn't try to make me anyone else. I, I don't think I'd be the quarterback that I am if I didn't have Coach Reed being the, my head coach. Um, and, um, and, he, he, and that, other than that, he wants you to be the best person you can be, and that's something that I think is uh, truly special. Holmes talking about Big Red. A lot of love for Andy Reid. Before the season when we were tracking what Bill Belichick needs to do to catch Don Shula, I noticed Andy Reid. Way up there, farther than you think, right? And Andy Reid, six, seven years younger than Belichick. Right. If he keeps going with this guy. Of course. If he keeps riding this out, he's going to catch Belichick. He's going to catch Shula. He's going to blow by them all. Playoff wins, he's really close. Unbelievable. Right? I think playoff wins, he's only a handful behind Belichick, whereas he could pass him, I believe, in the next year or two. And, look, there was a time where it was a given that Andy Reid is just going to ride this out as long as he has Mahomes. Why wouldn't you? It's on autopilot at this point. But, again, and you know details, I know details. Chiefs fans get all twisted up. I guess when we hear things that we believe to be credible, we just shouldn't say it for fear of causing fans yeah, to mean, be Chiefs upset. Said, we're not rooting, I mean, we're not yeah. rooting for yeah. this. We're That's, just letting you know what's, it's out and, there. And it's amazing to me. Right. Okay, if there's a report, he's going to get an extension and a raise. And one of, the, you know, one of the reasons he may be thinking about retirement is he only makes $12 million a year. Yeah, I heard right. that a couple of weeks ago, and Jonathan right. Jones of CBS said that again yesterday. Right. $12 million a year is, it's chump is change right ridiculous. Now. Right. It right. is disrespectful. He's not in the same Sorry, Clark Hunt. The other guys. You got to dig deep and pay this guy right. if you want to keep him. Right. Maybe if, hey, if you're only going to pay me $12 million, I'm not going to do this. You want to come out here at age 66 and yeah. keep doing this? And, and you got guys making $25 million a year. I'm making yeah. half of what the highest paid. Coaches in the league are making. Are you kidding me? It's yeah. an insult yeah. to Andy Reid. Agreed. Agreed. So, um, but we both know that the Chiefs were and possibly still are. Look, Andy Reid was never going to make it about him. He wasn't going to retire in the locker room. Right. He's gonna, wasn't going to retire at the podium. He is. If he is going to walk away, it's something that's going to happen after the parade ends. At some point after that, I'm not saying he will. We're not saying we want him to. We're just realistic about the things we hear and the situation that's in front of us. But if he does stay, and I would stay, you could end up, if you're Andy Reid, the winningest coach of all time. He has been an NFL head coach every year since 1999 continuously, and he has been better than average and great all the time. Great, great, great X's and O's, instills confidence in his football team allows the players and the personalities to be themselves. And I think 
We know he has Mahomes, and that's great. We got it, right? But just like we talk about any great quarterback-coach duo, it kind of goes hand-in-hand in a lot of ways. And we've seen Andy Reid, what I would say, I mean, in this playoffs, going back to last year's playoffs and what they did in the Super Bowl, are some of the biggest, the, the best big game coaching we've ever seen in the history of football, ever. Incredible. You know, last year, the game plan they came out with the Eagles to win the Super Bowl against a team that, I mean, everybody in football thought the Eagles were the best team, right? This year, the adjustments after Christmas Day, right? Getting the team to finally accept, like, hey, this is how we got to play. This is what we got to do. To go to Buffalo, that game plan, what they did to the Ravens yesterday, right? A team that poses a lot of problems. Incredible big game coach right now. And, you know, it's where I give my buddy Kyle Shanahan a hope of going, hey, look at Andy Reid. He went through some early season, early career struggles. Now everybody looks at him and goes, he's the best damn coach maybe ever, right? And that's how, you know, you get a great quarterback. You got a fresh start. He revived his career. And, man, I mean, they're just they're special what well, they're doing. Well, but, but, but that's the point. There I know. Was, I heard you. I know. I know. As soon as I came you out, said I'm fresh out, start. Yeah, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said right. it, not me. Right. But, look, Kyle's young, and he's got a long time to still coach. And you never know when that Mahomes is going to come you know, again, because right. he could have had him. Right. That's, that's got to make it worse. Yeah. He could have had him. Yeah. I, I could have had him. I know. I know. It does, it does a little, you know, puts a little dirt dirt in the wound or what are they? Salt in the wound, salt I the guess, wound. right? Yes. Especially, yes. And then you're going to lose two Super Bowls to him. And, 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 of course, both are because of that guy and his ability to be so awesome late in the game. You almost want to move to the AFC if you're Kyle Shanahan so you can't lose to him in the Super Bowl Right, again. right, right. Yes, right? Seriously. I'm serious. Yeah, I like, hear you. give me one of these AFC jobs. If I'm going to lose to this, I'm going to lose to him in the playoffs. I don't want him doing this to me on the biggest stage in sports again. Well, I think what's incredible, too, with the Chiefs and Mahomes and what they're doing, coming out of the AFC, we know how strong the AFC is right now, the quarterback play, right? It's the stronger conference. There's more tests you have to go through right now. And, you know, I think that even makes this more special in my my eyes. We've never seen anything like this. Like we said, this is the best first six or seven years to a career that I've ever seen in my life. You know, I'm obsessed. I watch everything, grew up being obsessed with the sport, all of it. We have never seen anything like this. Not even Dan Marino was doing stuff like this. Of course, not the championships, but just the the theatrics, the end of the game moments, all of that. Uh, it, it's the perfect example. And that's why I think you and I have come back to like, you know, Jordan, it's it's got all that the great physical ability the ice in the veins and then the brains to digest think these moments and play them the right way that you just don't see in players very very often and he's a great person i mean look you never really know someone until you like live with them but i've seen enough of this guy he has never changed and by all appearances Great father, great husband, great son, great friend, great brother, great everything. And he's the same kid that he was coming out of Texas Tech. Right. So, because my wife was asking me a lot of questions about him last night because she pays some attention, but not much. Right. But like, now, why is this now guy he's so got good? Modern, where where yeah. did he go to college? Texas Tech. Played West Virginia a couple of times. Oh, 
oh, I guess he killed us. Nope, actually, we beat him twice because right. the team around him was complete and total ass, right. all due respect. Right. 48-17, yeah. West Virginia beat Patrick Mahomes right. in Lubbock. Right. Unbelievable. That's why people missed. Oh, what happened in that game? I don't know. I didn't know he was supposed to just play everything. <laughs> you know. You know. Yeah, here it's the NFL. We know the talent disparity is not nearly as great as it can be in some college matchups, and that's where a guy like Mahomes, he's made for the NFL. He's made for the modern-day NFL, and he's changed the sport. Forget what he's doing and the hardware and all of that. He's brought in people, generations, part of a fan base, people, fans that I don't think would have loved the sport. I've, I've, I've chuckled with you about my daughter, right? She's 17 years old. She's sick of her dad watching football all the time. But there she was yesterday, and Mahomes was running around. She was, oh, ha, ha, right? She was doing it like he's got a way that people who don't even care about the sport, they watch it, and they go, this is fun. What the hell? This guy's crazy. What is he doing? Oh, my, he throws it like that? Oh, he's got such a sweet smile. Oh, he's got a funny voice. But it's cute, whatever. It's just, it's all of it that everybody likes on a worldwide scale and then you just talk about the the flair and the talent and how he does it right there's a sex appeal and a way he does it like a jordan that we were like i've never seen anybody shoot a basketball like this they fade away and he's got his own style that's just rare and i think that's what adds to the legacy and the and the greatness of Mahomes too we said this back in 2018 and 2019 the way he plays is going to influence a generation of kids the same way michael jordan did michael jordan moved in a way that we hadn't seen before he attacked the basket in a way we hadn't seen before and you talk about it from time to time you're trying to teach your son how to throw a football Every and he's throws, doing he's going, all that he's running stuff. around and i'm going can we just throw the ball you know he's running around he's got his hand exactly like mahomes and he does it and i just can you throw me a few balls before we go into mahomes mode first but that's exactly right and that's where mahomes and the chiefs and everything about it taylor swift and kelsey and all of it right i i just i love it because it, it kind of debunks the normal football military. We got to do this and it has to be done that way or it can't be successful. The Chiefs are writing a new script and going, it doesn't have to be like that. It's hard work and crazy and all that, but it can be fun and he can enjoy it. And I think that's what's really cool about it. And that's the thing he enjoys. He's not tormented by it. He just loves it. And he's out there doing the best he can. Right. And he's always confident he's going to pull it off. One thing that could help him next year as they try to become the first team in NFL history to win three straight Super Bowls. I reported this and he during brought it up yesterday. Pre-game. What? Mahomes. The enemy? No, he brought up three Pete. Oh, oh, they're talking about you know? three Pete. Right. Eric the enemy could be coming back. Yeah. As assistant head coach. Okay. Kind of wedging in there between Matt Nagy and another Andy mind Reed. in the group. The accountability right. that Mahomes talked about during the season. Right. I remember when the enemy was getting flack because he was being a little too hard yeah. on the commander's yeah. players. It's like, hey, guys, hey. you know, this is like good. He's hard on that team that this keeps winning good. every year, yeah. right? He was hard yeah. on them. They keep winning. Yeah. Right. right. Guys, if you want to be great, you know, he loves you and he wants the most out of you. That's why he's doing it. But he could be back. Yeah. Now, he also could still be back as a head coach. And I guarantee you, if Andy Reid does decide to walk away, and it sure looks like he's not going to, but if he does, Mahomes is going to say, I want the enemy. And if you're Clark Hunt, how in the hell can you say no? to Patrick Mahomes at this point. Let's hear it straight from Andy Reid. Let's study the demeanor. Let's look for any tells, any twitches, any strategic drinking of water as Reid talked about his future last night. Yeah, I haven't had time to think about it, but yeah, 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 sure. Huh? 
I mean, I get asked that, so, you know, I'm, I'm mad at Belichick and Pete because now I get asked all those questions. All right. He walked off after that. He said, I haven't thought about it yet, though. But, yeah, sure. I mean, what's he going to say? I haven't thought about it yet, but now ah, retire. I haven't thought about it yet. I haven't thought about it yet. If you're definitely back, you don't say, I haven't thought about it yet. It's like, retirement? What the hell are you talking about? I got the greatest quarterback who's ever played the game. I just have to stand there for three hours and watch him do things. I got the best seat in the house for football history. Why would I give it up? I haven't thought about it yet. I'm telling you. The Chiefs aren't thinking about alternatives and haven't been thinking about alternatives to Andy Reid because they're just overly nervous and skittish. There's something there to be watching. Yeah, well, Sorry, we, Chiefs fans. Get we, mad. I don't care. We're not rooting for it. We're just trying to tell you what's going on. No, I, you know, it's, it's, it's where he's at in his career. And I think like, you make the point. When I saw that, yeah, I, I haven't had time to think about it means there's Something to think think about. about. Right. I mean, duh. So that is a real aspect. And again, I know it's like, why would you leave, right? Why would you leave? It's so great. Bill Walsh left after the third Super Bowl with Joe Montana. You know why? Because he's like, I haven't had a life in 40 years. All I do is football 20 hours a day. You know, I've sacrificed family and all these other things. And I'm getting up there in age. So... Yeah, I think he's reached the, what do you want to say, Jason Kelsey part of his career where every year he kind of going to go back and think about it a little bit because he's invested so much. But I think all we all come back to the same base thought. Now, let's, right. here's yeah. the thing. Right. Reed said today, yeah. I haven't even thought about retirement. People okay. keep, keep asking me. I haven't really gone there. I haven't really thought about it. So... That's stronger than last that night. That is, right. That's I bet you he saw night. things last night and realized he kind of left it open-ended. Yeah. And yeah. someone told him, and he went, you know what, i got to say to be a little more definitive here. And but I don't want him to leave. Listen, all right. you people out there that think we're rooting for him to retire, no, shut up. We're, we report the things we hear. And the Chiefs were preparing for the possibility he was going to retire after this season. They were preparing for it. And one of these days, maybe when I write Playmakers 2, if I ever do, there will be a chapter in there about what happened last year that right. causes us to say this. Yes, right. Can't say it now, but you know it. Yep. And they, yeah, hey, and maybe you know the Chiefs' concerns end up being unfounded. He decides to keep going. So it's good for – I would. I wouldn't stop. We've made that clear. And if he stays – all the more reason to expect them to be back next year. And how if Eric Bieniemy or somebody else takes over, as long as they got Mahomes, they'll find a way to figure it out. It would be a rough transition at first, and maybe they'd maybe they'd have to take a year off from winning the Super Bowl. Maybe they wouldn't get three in a row. But you know, I think the fact that they've won two in a row, I think if you read and you were thinking about it anyway, you got to try to do what's never been done. Yeah, you got to come back to try to get third in a row. Right. You got to. I know it's a grind. I, they seem like they're having fun with it. You know. Yeah, these is yeah. It feels like keep the band together. That that's what it feels like. I don't want to see Andy Reid retire or move on. Certainly, you know. Again, yeah. Do I think there's a culture there, and you know, is it set up to where I think success can continue? Sure, but I'm not sold on that. You know, Andy Reid. There is a magic about him. He's got this way of like, hey, I'm stern. I'm the boss. You're gonna listen to me, but. 
you can still be cool and have fun and and like what Mahomes said earlier in the show, be yourself to where, you know, we don't have to be so rigid and this doesn't have to be maybe so, you know, air quotes, New England-like and so robotical and army command and all of that. I mean, again, you see this. We didn't see interactions like this between anybody with like the Patriots, right? Oh, or God, Belichick, no. right? I mean, they're on the field doing snowmen together. What are they doing? I mean, damn, he's he's humping Chris Jones right, after the Super you, Bowl. All you. right, that, that will be fine. That that will be fine. Let's take a break on that note. Uh, uh, and uh, way to go, Chiefs! How about them, Chiefs? Show up more PFT live right after this. That was speechless. Couldn't really look anybody in the eye, especially all my teammates. Um, I could have done more. Everybody could have done more, and there's really not much to say at this point. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hit in waves, and uh, but that's life. Nick Bosa. That that he's kind of like Bill Belichick. Nick Bosa upset is like that. Nick Bosa happy is like that. That's just his delivery all the time. <laughs> right. But look, a rough one. Second Super Bowl for him. Second Super Bowl loss. 49ers had been five and zero in Super Bowls. They are zero and three in their last three efforts. Forty seven fifty one, and now wait forty seven fifty four, and now fifty eight. But the San Francisco 49ers. And it was sloppy. Look, that opening drive, it felt like they were going to go down the score. It felt like it was a machine, right? Just not like, oh, oh my God. Like, they're unstoppable. Right. Christian McCaffrey fumbles. And uh, that, that, I mean, it's just another thing you point to as a reason why the 49ers should have been up more than 10-3 at the half. Because that should have been points there. It felt like it. I mean, it kind of felt like it was on its way to being a touchdown-like drive. Right? It was pretty damn good plays in the past game by Purdy and company. They had the run game working. They certainly seemed like they had the Chiefs a little bit like, hey, in the mode of let's feel this out. How are they going to play us? They had them on their heels. Certainly. And, and again, what we saw in the football game itself, the 49ers defense was playing well early. You know, they had a chance there to certainly take control of the game a little bit more and put some pressure on the Chiefs early. But, yeah, that felt like a, blo- a blue, blown opportunity for obviously easy field goal, but the, the the drive itself had more than a field goal feel to it and certainly dropped the ball there. And look, literally. there weren't any other moments that stand out for the 49ers by way of just, uh-oh, that's where you open the door for the Chiefs. It's just the 49ers weren't capitalizing on the opportunities the Chiefs kept giving them. And then we get to the second half. It's 10-6, to 49ers lead. Here comes the punt. It gets muffed. And the Chiefs get the opportunity to recover and take their first lead of the game. And I credit the 49ers for rebounding from yeah, that and scoring that a tough. touchdown right. to go up. Right. Because this felt like it felt like like oh no late third be done quarter after this, like this right? is it this right. is it and it's going to be the Golden State Warriors 18 to two run and before you know it the Chiefs are going to win by by 10 points or more. Yeah. It well, felt like that was the 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 damn breaking and I credit the 49ers for you know answering that bell with a touchdown because that would have been very easy to just say okay this is not our day yeah sure i get it it's a it's you know i to me like a double whammy this turnover first off yeah you're gonna lose a possession we get that 
But I think the other aspect of it is that you lose the you lose the possession deep in your territory, and a team who hasn't shown that they can drive down and score a touchdown yet, you just give them the ball right there and kind of jumpstart them. And that is one again where you know drop the ball, unlucky, whatever. You felt like there, like man, I mean, 49ers, tough break. Really a a not well punted football that ended up landing about 15 yards shorter than what it was intended to be, right? Ray Mary McLeod is trying to yell to everybody to get the hell out of the way. And as he's doing that, right off the you know, right side of the foot and and again, I, you know, in real time, did you think it had touched the guy's foot? Like when you were there in the stadium, I thought it did because it took a weird bounce. But right. I was, people were like, "Did he have to pick it up?" Did what it was, and and of course, we finally saw the replay to know it clearly hit the guy's foot. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things, and that's about being at a game. You never quite know until you see the replay. You know, it's like, oh, did that? Oh, what was that? Right. And, and uh, you need to see that second look, and it's nice that they have them available because, yeah, it, it was clear. It wasn't close. We didn't have anything that marred this one. Like, oh, wait, they screwed this up. They screwed that up, you know, for the entire game. No. So no. Uh, that, that part of it was good. And the Chiefs, again, take the lead. 49ers come back. Take the lead. Look, look, let's but like, they have the extra point block. Well, you know what we talked about that earlier. They yeah. take the lead, but instead of going up four, they go up three. But And then, you know, and, and out under that, guys, let's show the touchdown and how, again, how the Chiefs scored right after that muff punt, the, the touchdown pass to Valdez Scaling. Before we get into the block field goal, just real quick. Again, this is what makes the Chiefs so cool, too. Situational football, knowing the moment. Oh, let's go for it right now. And if you guys can rewind this or at least show this one more time, to me, this is where, hey, big play moment moment kind of oh we think they'll play this defense they ran a play that really kind of stressed the rules of the seattle cover three right they kind of switch release off the line of scrimmage valdez scaling and because of the alignment with kelsey right they kind of put the corner in a tough spot to where he's got to back off the back is going to the flax so the guy that's kind of supposed to be playing where valdez scantling is playing he has to worry about wait i kind of got to get over here to help the back and now it leaves a linebacker in this huge area where he's got to make the play and that again that to me is one of the beauties of andy reed in big game moments is like knowing, oh, now's the time to go for the kill. Let's do it. I have a play or two that were made for this moment. Let me dial it up. And, of course, that kind of felt like it got a little pressure off the Chiefs' offense finally to where they were like, okay, we are. Yeah. We know how to score a touchdown, right? They hadn't scored a touchdown in the second half of the Ravens game. They hadn't scored a touchdown on the whole game so far at point. this point, yeah. right? So there was had to be a little bit like, damn, are we ever going to get in the end zone again? And that certainly was a big moment. I mean, think about it. They didn't score any points at all in the second half of the AFC Championship. And they while. went almost right. all of the first half yes. without scoring any right. points. Right. And if you tell me before the game that the Chiefs are going to have one touchdown in 60 minutes of football, I'm thinking, they're probably going to lose a game. Yeah, but right. they had one touchdown, four right. field goals in uh, the 60 minutes of regulation. Another thing, the the blocked extra point. Right. When the 49ers, and that was a great drive. Right. You know, methodical down the field. They take the lead, and 
they're ready to go up by four points and the Jake Moody extra point is blocked and that just changes the full vibe. You talked about that earlier. Daughter's reaction. What's that mean? Well, it means the field goal ties it up. They don't need to go down and score a touchdown. But that's that's one of those huge, huge plays that looms over the rest of the game. And was Now, look, the whole game would have unfolded differently if it would have been 17-13, different strategic decisions, right. etc. But that changed everything and it set the stage for overtime. Yeah, that's right. That was it. When right. you get it on three, that's what sets the stage. Sets the stage. Set the stage. It, take, it took pressure off the Chiefs. Again, they're going, wait, all we got to do is kick a field goal here. We don't have to go down and score a touchdown. You know, and again, just another one of those moments that's big that you went, wow, the Chiefs made the play in the moment, or the 49ers messed it up, whatever you want to say. Cursed, I mean, as you said. Yeah. I mean, Moody, again, in that moment, all right? I mean, we saw Harrison Bucker kick a 57-yard field goal. The snap high was high. Snap. They got it down. They still got it done. And it was a low-line drive, low the drive. Whole This way. is a perfect snap. And if you show the replay one more time, guys, I mean, the ball's low. The, low, the kick is low. It wasn't like somebody got some unbelievable leap in the middle. This is a 35-yard field goal that definitely does not have the right trajectory. I mean, when we see this next clip here and you see the line, I mean, this is not like somebody that got some great catapult that barely went yeah, over the heads of everybody. Yeah. Right. So, you know, not struck maybe properly as far as kicking it quite the way Moody wanted to. And Watch yeah. it come off his foot. I mean, it might have gone left. It might have gone left. It might have looked a little it. weird. It yeah. looks a little weird. Uh, I, I don't doubt what you're saying there. You're right. It did look like it came off funny as you see the replay more and more. Speaking of weird, the yeah. Dre Greenlaw Achilles tendon injury. Just getting ready to run out onto the field. Cursed. Here it is. He's jumping, jumping up and down. Just normal play. And here we go. And oh, there it went. And, you know, the artificial turf truthers came out right away. Oh, oh right, oh, right. Grass, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, that wouldn't have happened on any surface in the world. And it doesn't change the fact that it's safer and better to play on grass. It drives me crazy. Anytime there's an Achilles tendon tear on grass, oh, oh, oh the grass. Well, yeah. It, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Maybe it was closer to not happening on grass and if it had been on that rock-hard artificial turf, as it can often be. But it's a shame but, for Dre Greenlaw. Well, and you wonder if it was already weakened. That's the other thing we that, don't that's, know. Of course, Just like an ACL That's the point. I when mean, an first ACL off, goes, all the artificial are, truthers out there, like, shut the hell up. You've never even played football, most of you, and you haven't played in the NFL. All the NFL players are telling you they'd rather play on grass. So shut up. Like, you don't even have a say in it. We want grass. Grass is better. You've never played in the NFL. Shut up. That's the end of the conversation, right? I mean, it's just ridiculous. The whole league has told us they'd rather play on grass. You still have people fighting that. But, yeah, that to me was, Mike, right? There was something there wrong already. Yeah. Wouldn't be shocked if there was a nice slight tear there, maybe from the series before. Maybe that's why he was jumping around. He was going, something doesn't Got feel yeah, right. Yeah. Let me get my legs going a little yeah. bit. And then it goes. But who knows? Either way, huge moment. We know how good he is. You could argue in a lot of ways. Drake Greenlaw had some games this year that were even better than Fred Warner. He's one of the best middle linebackers in the game, an emotional leader, and that takes some wind out of your sails even if you're a 49ers defensive player having to deal with that. All right, we're going to take a break. When we return, more from Super Bowl 58 here on PFC Live. Let's see if you can do this, Aaron Rodgers. We know he has issues chugging a beer. Taylor Swift does not. She was ready. 
Like I, I love. I mean, I, I've loved the whole Taylor Swift experience. I, I, you know, I know I'm on record for that. You know, when they showed her on the screen a lot of times during the football game, right? I mean, that box. They were always having fun. They're Ice dancing. Spice was up there, right? They're enjoying, like you know, they're enjoying themselves. Let alone the game itself. I mean, you see her doing that. She's got you know Blake Lively next to her at one point. They're dead. Delano Del Rey's there. I mean, again, I think it just adds to the, the great theatrics of the Super Bowl with Taylor Swift being there. Some of the media in the press box were saying that they were in the vicinity when she arrived, right. and someone said, don't take any pictures of her. And my reaction to that was, I mean, Bullshit? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a public place. What right. do you mean? Right. I mean, don't come if you don't want to be photographed I don't by know people how they who see that. you. Right, yeah. right. That's, that's not even... Yeah, you that, should just say it and see if people comply. I, uh, yeah, and then, you know, more times than not, I think people will, but... Uh, it, it's uh, it was really cool, and you know there were so many big stars in the audience yesterday, which is always great to see. They do a good job of putting a bunch of them on the big screen there, and I think it adds to the. Leo, Leo might have been caught in a pick or a scratch. Apparently. Oh yeah, well, it was yeah, either he a pick or a scratch. He was down, then he didn't want to look up and like acknowledge it. You saw LeBron. I mean, every all the heavy hitters were there. It really was an incredible, but nobody. Nobody's a bigger deal than Taylor Taylor Swift and what she does to the crowd when she uh, when they put her on the big screen. Took the flight from Tokyo where she had a concert to L.A. and then from L.A. over to. And it's fine. I I think I saw somewhere they had a backup plane. Right. Like not even you know mechanic around. No, just we have another plane. If there's anything wrong with this plane, we got another plane. Well, hey, can't hide money. Like literally this one, right? Can't hide money. (laughs) Definitely not trying to. And always making more of it. Yeah, yeah. And they can't even they can't hide it. No, she's stuck now. We know how rich she is. But yeah, it really added to this whole football season. I thought. And it adds to the Chiefs' stardom, and we've talked about it so much. It's just rare that a team can embrace what a lot of coaches and people would call distractions, and it doesn't de- seem to distract them, and they can still stay focused on the on the task. It all started like in back week, in back in week three. I'm having a little trouble three, with four? English language today. Right? It started back in like week three or four. Right. Yeah, right. and she showed up for a lot of the games after that. It became a thing. It drove people crazy. It was stupid because again. They're going to cut away to somebody. So you're either going to see her or you're going to see the owner or you're going to see the dude with the wig and the face paint and the sign with the misspelled words on <laughs> right, it. Like, right. who cares who they cut away to after there is a, uh, a score or some other big moment in the game? One moment that went under the radar because it ultimately was inconsequential, but I, I the horse collar tackle in the first half. Right. Nick Bolton grabbing the nameplate of Brock Purdy as he ran to the left. It's called horse collar tackle. And the rule book says that the player has to be pulled toward the ground. And the rule book contains language about the knees buckling. I see a guy running and he lets go of it just at the moment that it's about to become a tackle. I don't think I've ever seen one that close before. I mean, usually once you start it, you're getting your money's worth. You're pulling the guy down. Right. He lets go just as the the process begins of coming down. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't love that it. That's, you know, I'll go to hundred out of a hundred, you know, uh, you know, you know, it, it, it's, this is one where I'd like to go common sense. Okay. And this football game right here, it's not egregious. Yes. He grabs the nameplate. You know, I know in the language there's something about, you don't have to take him to the ground of his knee buckles right. or anything like that, but come on. I mean, 
basically looks like he got the first down anyways. You don't take him to the ground. And I think the point is, too, he realized where he was in the danger area, and he lets go. He let go. Right? So, yeah, in this moment, it didn't end up affecting the Chiefs. Like you said before the break, though, it affected the field position because there's a nine and a half yard, 10 yard run, whatever, added to 15 yards. And I believe that was the the drive stalls out and then they punt and the Chiefs get the ball at like the one yard line, whatever. That's where it was big. But yeah, that would be one. For the most part, they did not call many penalties. We know that. They did not overtake the game. And that would have been hey. one what I wish we didn't see. There was one moment. I know the felt, Chiefs got a hey. few whole people well, held back. But that happens all the time. Right. Happens all the time. But I felt like I was some egregious it ones. It was gutsy to call defensive right. holding in overtime. Yep. Because it was close, and we've seen that knock called. That yep. was gutsy because we say all the time they don't have the right. nerve to throw it. Right. The Kyle Juszczyk falling to the ground football move. Remember that loophole we talked about during the season? You spotted it. Okay, I made my football move, but I'm still going to the ground. Right. I have to maintain possession through going to the ground, even if I've made my football move. Right. And they've made it clear that regardless of what the rule says, because our point, Chris, was they need to make the rule clear. Right. That if you complete the act of catching the pass while going to the ground, you don't have to maintain possession. But he was going to the ground. He made the football move. When he hit the ground, he lost possession. Under a literal, strict reading of the rule book, that's an incomplete pass. Again, they didn't score a touchdown that drive, so it didn't matter. No. But that was a key moment. I was surprised. I mean, we've heard the language of three steps and a football move, really, to kind of solidify it. Right. This was, I'm falling to the ground. I took one step. And actually, as my right foot, but, but yeah, as you're, but if you're, as going you're to the falling, ground, you still have to hold the ball. I know. So Even to the language the of the stuff. law, right? I mean, if they're going to go to the language of the law, the horse collar thing, you would think, oh, go to the language of the law there. I was surprised when I saw it and I went, oh, wait, they're looking at it. And right. Here's my other always clue being in the NFL or whatever. The guys on the 49ers did not think it was a catch. You know, George Kittle and everybody was like, let's want to play because that's not a catch. So I think even the players themselves weren't sold on that. Going to the ground, you got to survive that. And I don't even know if that classified as a football move, really. One step, as he's reaching and the ball hits the ground, the right foot is also, the second step is just hitting right. the ground, right? So that that was, uh, you know, like you said, not huge, but certainly I, I questioned it. I, I think it falls into this gap, and this is what we raised during the season. The owners need to take control of their sport because someone is interpreting the rules that the owners are responsible for passing in a way different than the rules are written. Right. That's what should alarm me. If I'm an owner, hey, it's my sport. We determine the rules, and you apply them. And if you're applying right. them differently than they're written, that's a problem. That's why we raised it at the time. We need to take a break. Some of the records set in Super Bowl 58 when PFT Live continues right after this. One of the favorite emails I get after the Super Bowl is the email with all the records set during the latest Super Bowl. Harrison Butker, most field goals made in a career with nine, most field goals in a game, seven. First time ever, we talked about this earlier, with no kickoff returns in the entire game. Highest average punting for a game. Tommy Townsend and Mitch Wisnowski, 50.9 yards. some bombs. And Patrick Mahomes has set the record for most fumbles recovered in a career in the Super Bowl with wow. four. Wow. Take that, all defensive and, players. And what did I see? He tied Brady's record for fourth quarter and overtime touchdown passes in the history of the playoffs already? Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Nobody's ever got 
six years in as a starter, three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs, two NFL MVPs. He's rewriting the history books right now, right in front of us. Like, it's incredible. Uh, but how do, how do you feel if you're Jake Moody yesterday? You're like, yes, I have the all-time record, and it only lasts for yeah. about 30 minutes more. It lasted for 30 years, <laughs> and then incredible. it lasted for 30 minutes of clock right, time. Right. Steve Christie said it in 28 for the Bills in the loss to the Cowboys. Jake Moody hits from 55, longest ever in the Super Bowl. And then, yes, Harrison Butker comes back with that high snap, with that three-iron that just travels like no higher than 20 feet off the ground the whole way. I saw it go straight in. It had no arc to it at all. And from that far, you need to have it lower. But that high high snap, I thought, was screwing it up. Right, right. Um, Lowest attendance of any non-pandemic Super Bowl, lower than Super Bowl one when they had 61,900 and change in the Coliseum. It wasn't sold out. This was sold out with 61-6. Yeah. Not a big stadium. I'm surprised they didn't make the stadium a little bigger yeah. or at least we'll allow it seats. to be expanded for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I guess I, I figured it didn't matter. I, We're going to have it anyway. It doesn't matter. And, you know, what I said to you before the break, it might have been the lowest attended Super Bowl ever. I bet you it was the most money-making Super Bowl ever. I mean, of course, the new stadiums, we know why the owners want them anyways, is for the suites. Did you Tail- see the couches in the end zone? They had the yes. setups in the end zone with, with the, the big couches. couches. Yeah. I know. So things like that. I mean, again, from all due accounts, a 20-person suite, from what one of my rich buddies was telling me, it was over $2.5 million for that 20-person suite. Like Taylor Swift, the suite she was in, was definitely north of $5 million, right, just for the game. So 61,000, the NFL's going, kiss my butt. We're walking away with 61 billion after the damn game. <laughs> I, I, I don't care how much money I had. Right. I wouldn't pay that for one football game. Well, I wouldn't. We got to take a break. But well, I would not pay that. I mean, I don't. I mean, again, $5 million to her is like $500 to you. But $5 million is still $5 million. Okay. Well, she just, like, she just said, wait, if the first plane doesn't work, we'll use the second one. Yeah, it's true. Okay. And she wants to have a party, and it's a once-in-a-lifetime type of thing boyfriend serious with watching him in the super bowl i don't got a problem with it and i need to cor- i need to i need to correct right. you 500 5 million to her isn't 500 to me it's like 50 like, it's more like 50 to okay me. Yeah, okay it's more like 50. See, say he's richer than we we thought no right? that's the wrong way that's it would have been oh you're right you're yeah. right you're all right, right. we gotta okay. we'll figure it out we'll take a break you're more right. pft live right after this Duh, chris DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And this season, new customers deposit $5 and get a bonus bet back up to $1,000. If your first bet doesn't hit, download the app and use the promo code PFTLive when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours, and please wager responsibly. The odds are already out for Super Bowl 59. 49ers, the early favorites, plus 550. Chiefs, plus 650. Yeah, yeah. Look, this is going to be prisoners of the moment, the aftermath of this season. You know, chances are it's going to be somebody else. That's why the odds are are not low. It's not right. like two to one. It's 5.5 to one, 6.5 to one for the Chiefs. Then you got the Ravens, Bills, Lions, Bengals. Anyone surprise you on that page? I, you know, I, I Packers. Think, Packers, I thought, would be higher. Yeah, I think I the Packers you. are going to be more of a darling team this year. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I think the talent is there to do that. They'd be one of the teams I would think about, you know, if you want a little extra, you know, uh, cash in the, in the cushions of the couch, that'd be a team I'd throw some money on. But, I mean, again, the Chiefs, 
I, I just, uh, when in doubt, pick the Chiefs. That's what my theory has been for the last basically five years, and that will continue. And I think that they're going to realize, which is remarkable, they won the Super Bowl with a team that maybe had more flaws than any other teams they've gone to the Super Bowl with. And now they're going to adjust and make the team better and you only know, more dangerous. For the first time ever, I nailed it. Chiefs 49ers in the Super Bowl back in September and Chiefs won. I don't feel any different, though. Do I get anything no, for it? No, you don't. Good job, man. Way yeah, thanks. Well, it didn't feel very good. <laughs> oh, well. That's it. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you Tuesday see you from home. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time because messes happen because hey listen remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation and you were like i'm serious if that leaks over the counter it'll be a slimy abomination by the time i get back and i was like yeah 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 of course don't worry about it i won't forget <laughs> well oh yeah that happens so start clean with clorox use clorox products as directed rinse after use if in contact with food surface